So, okay, so for this week's The Witchy Minute, <laughs> I'm choosing somebody who actually would have been really help, really fitting for a past episode in season five, but we didn't cover season five. So I am choosing Sandy, aka the Sandman from Rise of the Guardians. Do you know this movie? I do. It's such a good movie. It's such a good movie, and it's not Disney, surprisingly, but it's one of I love this movie so much. Um, it's a DreamWorks film, um, and he's essentially the Sandman, and he has he can um, manipulate all of his little sand dream dust and make little images, and he he, he gives the children dreams, and actually he's like he's the guardian that's probably most important. He was the first guardian, but he's the one that kind of inspires the children to believe in the other guardians. So he's kind of a very important player. Um, and I love it. Um, San Francisco Dreaming would have been a good one, but I'm going to use it here too because we're dealing with dreams again. And Psyche. Good, yeah. His good fur name, I his like full. It. Yeah, thank you. His full name, I love it, is Sanderson Mansnoozy. <laughs> Mansnoozy? <laughs> yes, Sanderson Mansnoozy. <laughs> I'm like, they should have to- said this in the movie because it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I love him. He's such a cute little guy. <laughs> yeah. And super powerful. Hello. Nice to see you again. Mm-hmm. Should put some clothes on. The Hollowells. Wasn't that fun? And welcome to this week's Hanging with the Hollowells. My name is Sean. I'm the ultimate charm newbie. And I'm Kevin, the ultimate charmed expert. Okay, I know everybody might be sick of hearing about this, but I got a message today. Do you see it, Kevin? We got a message. Oh, I think I might have seen it. So, is it is it the one that I've been seeing everywhere? Yeah. So this is fitting because it's from our same listener who had the dream about us. But this is the uh, Curtis Kill response to the Charmed uh, series finale. So it says, as an original Charmed writer, I can tell you what happened next. Piper, Phoebe, and Paige vanquished the three imposters right after they invaded Hollowell Manor. Then Holly Combs blew up the portal to that other universe and quipped, we wish them well. <laughs> I love this. Yes. Yes. And I love it. It's so great. It's so great. And um, yeah, this is this is old news to me because I've been in Twitter wars over this very thing all weekend. Um, but when, when we first recorded, this was just it was just us reacting to the episode or the scene itself. And this happened after all this Twitter stuff happened after we recorded that last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been going on for a long time. And I was like, I, I retweeted it and I was commenting on stuff and I was defending him, but he's getting so much shit over this. And, you know, the actually writers of the reboot retorted back. And so there's like the people who worked on the shows are fighting over this, not just the fans. Um, it's a mess, but I love it. Curtis is my hero. I'm going to try to get him on words of the witches. So, 
this is crazy yeah. that like it's caused such a, a schism basically like what kind of show has ever done this right and this is it's going back because this happened years ago when you know um when rose and holly did that live and they said like the reboot sucked do you remember yeah, that i remember that and then and then one of the new girls is like, oh, you're just being racist against women of color. I'm like, are you kidding me? And this is the actress on the show going yeah. on this. I'm like, are you – this is ridiculous. I was – and that's when I'm like, I'm so out. I'm so out. These actresses frustrate me. And it's like, ugh. I so, know. It was sad too yeah. because the one who said that was my favorite of the three new oh. sisters. And that was a big oh. turnoff for me too. Like you don't come yeah. for Holly and for Paige. I right. They never even brought anything right now. of that. Rose, Rose McGowan. McGowan. Yeah, um, but yeah, she totally came for them and like putting words in their mouth that they didn't say. They just said that. I mean, she's like, she's like, it sucks. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen it, but it sucks. I'm like, yeah. And I was all, I loved that. I was defending that, but people were getting like, people were saying she's so rude, she's awful, and I don't understand their argument. I mean, I get people are making an art and they 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 want to be proud of the work they do, but just because you don't say something sucks. What does it matter? So people have an opinion, <laughs> and you know, if you if you can tell you're not going to like something, why not? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, well. but but I'm in this argument constantly with with reboot fans, and I just ha- I have to like take myself out of it because it's too stressful. It's a never ending cycle, and it's not healthy for me. So I I kind of like say my stuff, and then I exit it because otherwise. It just causes me too much stress. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop bringing it up on the show. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into this episode, The Jung and the Restless, which aired April oh. 30th. Oh. And I actually looked up how to pronounce the name. It's Ying. Ying. Ying? So it's closer to like Ying, the it's a Switzerlandish, Switzerlandish, Switzerland. It's I don't know, Swiss, Swiss. There we go, Swedish. Swiss. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, that's Sweden. Um, yeah, you got it right, Swiss. <laughs> okay, Swiss, Swiss Miss hot chocolate. Um, but yeah, it's it's closer to the actually pronounced Young. So okay, now I, I learned something new. Thank you, Charm. Yeah. <laughs> The Young and the Restless, April 30, 2006, written by Cameron Litvak, directed by Derek Johansson. At the manor, Phoebe tries to tell Piper that the fucking country sisters might not be bad. Paige orbs in. She senses an argument brewing. Paige plays moderator, which is interesting because that's normally the middle sister's job, but I'm like, all right, I can dig this. Uh, Paige is bummed she has a new future white lighter to babysit. She gets a tingle and orbs away. Piper goes to make a vanquishing potion, leaving Phoebe to get ready. Yeah, this is so yeah. interesting. They're really like split for once on what should we do? <laughs> yeah. And and Phoebe, like we predicted, well, like well, like I suggested to you, because I knew, <laughs> um, <laughs> is defending the country sisters. You know? Which makes yeah. sense for her character. It does make sense for her, and it makes sense for her to defend Billy because we've talked a lot about how Phoebe has really bonded with her, but then Cunty Christie showed up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Paige almost seems like, because before she was more like, no, it's Billy, but now she's thinking about it, and now she's kind of taking the middle ground where she's like, 
I could go either way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, she's we just, just need more information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the same alley as always, Paige's charge is being attacked by a bow wielding demon. Paige orbs in just in time to rescue her. They orb away together. <laughs> you said bow-wielding demon? Yeah. <laughs> you could just say dark lighter. It's a dark lighter. Fine. Oh, yeah, it was a dark lighter. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> really, out of all the weird things I say, that's the one that got you? <laughs> I'm like, like, they have a name, though. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> but yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we, this is her charge, which is cool to see her, like, with the charge again. Kind of late and a weird timing, of, uh, but, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, right before the end. But yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last one we saw was... Joanna, which was season seven, episode twenty-one. Oh, jeez, and I got that wrong on the quiz. No, I no, I, no. You're right. No, actually, Billy, Billy was her charge. I keep forgetting. So Billy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so okay, but the first one that's wasn't a regular. The last one that wasn't a regular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, at the Bay Mirror, it's. Bring your child to work day. <laughs> Phoebe, visit. <laughs> Phoebe visits with all the kids while secretly longing for one. She's like, oh, how are you? Are you coming to see mommy today? Oh, you're so cute. It's like, <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they were like coming to like, like in your space, I don't know. It just seems like she was going out of her way to talk to the children. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Coop mocks her from the office. Phoebe shoes him out of her chair. Coop gets on Phoebe's case about getting serious about a mate if she wants to have a baby. Coop admits that Michael may not be the one, but he is still good practice, but then bounces. (laughs) That was a weird thing to say. Coop is a weird person. (laughs) He's a very weird person. Um, But did you see I posted the Michael bisexual dirty picture in his office (laughs) that was great so yeah it is a guy but it almost from the post looked like it was a woman wearing like a bra maybe but it's a guy there's there's a guy and a girl on it yeah so there's a guy in the front with a shirtless and like a leather hat um okay and then there's like a girl in like some low cleavage dress like uh (laughs) you see it clear on the blu-ray but uh i did not take the screen cap from the blu-ray i just did it from my digital thing so um but yeah it's super Okay. Yeah, it's odd. still such an odd thing to have in your office. Just yeah, in total, no matter what hey, he is. I mean, yeah. I mean, at least put it in your drawer, but it's like like actually hanging up on your wall at your desk. Yeah. <laughs> or put it on the back of the door, so when you close the door, you can jerk off to it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Coop says, "I've researched you inside and out. I know every nook and cranny." <laughs> I have that in my notes too. I put research nook and cranny. <laughs> it was so odd. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah. a weird thing to say. I, ba- I barely hear that phrase anymore, actually. Nook and cranny? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, I mean, I think 
they ha- they did the Nook's Cranny, I think it was, in um, Animal. What's it called? The Animal, animal Games? House? No. Animal, animal Farm? No. The one where animal. you're you're on an island and you're fostering animals. Are you talking about a video game? Yeah. It's on Is this Switch. video game? Animal Crossing? Yes, Animal Crossing. <laughs> they had Nook's Cranny in that. <laughs> oh, Okay. Was it a, was it like a raccoon that was an old granny and she's like, "This is my nook and my cranny." <laughs> no. It was okay. a store run by two raccoons. Oh, okay. Well, that was close. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. At magic school, fucking Billy searches surreptitiously. <laughs> I use this word. I don't even know how to say it. Surreptitiously. <laughs> It's surreptitiously. No, I can't say surreptitiously. Surreptitiously. It's in the musical Wicked, where she had been looking surreptitiously. I can't say it. Surreptitiously. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you know how to say it because of a musical. That's very you. It it is very me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she searches through the papers on the desk. Cunty Christie carefully canters up behind her. Fucking Billy is looking desperately for any proof that she is on the right path. She still feels leaving the Charmed Ones is the wrong thing. She wants to speak to the sisters and work out their issues, but Cunty Christie talks her out of it. The letters on the page in front of her disappear, leaving the message, Talk Phoebe? Fucking Billy hides a sign from Cunty Christie and leaves. Yeah. Here so, we go. I feel like this was a very important scene, and it actually brings a lot together for me about Christy. But I needed oh, I it like five episodes too. away. <laughs> you mean before? Before, yeah. Earlier? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I this might this is my notes. I said first I have finally Billy begins to question and struggle with her decision. Because last episode she was just not thinking at all. Now she's like, oh. She's really starting to think about it, who the who the girls she knows are, how her sister relates to it, and things like that. And then Cutty Christie does have points here because – and this episode actually is a direct, I feel like, response to a lot of the criticism that the show has been getting like during this – like season six and seven and eight. People have been starting to think that the sisters were selfish, like just uh, – audiences and so this is them kind of addressing that like yeah the girls have been selfish and (laughs) abusing personal gain and things like that they've had their moments so this is like the first time that country christy isn't pulling things directly out of her ass she's actually making valid points the only problem with it is how would she know (laughs) because she wasn't really there long enough to really witness it so much she's just doing it based off recent stuff she's like not recently they haven't so I think she is definitely exaggerating things, but her points are definitely valid arguments. (laughs) Yeah, and this is what we were talking about, where, like, the villain needs to not think that they're the villain. And, like, we Mm -hmm. didn't have any motive for Christy whatsoever until this point. And we're, like, four episodes from the end, and now we're, like, oh, okay, now I understand her. Like, that's not great. (laughs) Right. A little late, but I guess better late than never. Because this is this is something where like I can understand Cunty Christie, 
Like, I get you now. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they cut out some of her just being, like, a 12-year-old and whining about everything and, like, did more of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she should have been more on it from the get-go. There's this whole weird thing where she was either faking being a moron or <laughs> just adapting. <laughs> it's like she should she should have been, like, really adamant about her plan from the beginning and we should have been privy to it from the, from the beginning. I think that would have added a whole new dynamic and new layer. Yeah. And then you mentioned it too, but just to expand on it, I do really like this idea that like we've seen the sisters not being on it for a reason. Like the whole beginning of season eight, there was a reason to it. So it's almost like what people are talking about with Star Wars right now with like Obi-Wan and other shows making the prequels better. That's kind of how we feel about this part, mm-hmm. making the earlier season better. It's enhancing it. Right. Yeah, so the things that we had a problem with before are now starting to like fit into the lore better than they did or better than they thought they would have before. So yeah. it's, it's neat. Mm-hmm. In the underworld, the dark lighter, Sid, reports to his master, Salek, about Paige's charge. Mikhail, getting away. He says that her white lighter saved her. On top of that, her white lighter be a charmed one. Salak gets excited that he can finally take on a charmed one. He wants a kill a, He wants to kill a charmed one. I was going to kill a kill. <laughs> he wants to kill a charmed one, despite the prophecy of a final battle. Yeah, so now we're getting this whole thing where apparently the demons are like just kind of waiting around. They want that final battle. If he kills them before that final battle, like, dude, you're you're wasting it <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah craziness mm-hmm. back at the manor Paige returns with mikhail is that how you say it mikhail mm-hmm. mikhail Paige leaves mikhail alone to go check on piper mikhail is super confused about everything that's happening and Paige doesn't have time to explain me Paige goes upstairs to find a dress form's head blown off Paige pish poshes at Piper for making a vanquishing potion for the fucking cunty sisters. Paige points out that Leo is probably clouding Piper's judgment. Piper gets mad that Phoebe is taking Paige's calls, but not hers, and goes to check on her. (laughs) I hate it. Like, I'm with Piper. I hate it when everybody tells you the same thing. Like, oh, you probably just feel this way because of this. No, you don't know how I'm feeling. (laughs) I was just going to ask you about that because I'm like, how do you feel about people assuming Piper wants to find Leo or her want to find Leo clouding her judgment? Because I think that's, I mean, it's kind of an unfair thing to be like, oh, this, you just assume certain things. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And like, it like sucks I get it. For, it sucks for Piper because Christie's obviously a problem. And, like, she's pragmatic in knowing, like, oh, we need to take care of this problem. But everybody's just like, oh, you're just saying that because Leo. No, she's a problem. <laughs> right. Just because I have – because she admits. She's like, yes, I do want to find Leo. But why should that affect – why should that mean that my points are valid and that I'm not rational in my decision-making? Like, that, sh- that should not have a, be a factor in it. Like, I can still function. I still have a job to do. Right. And it, it's, it's, very, it's very annoying. Like when people think they know you better than you know yourself. So, I agree. I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> um, I guess this was before where 
this is interesting because that page is kind of breaking the established norm that we talked about before where future white lighters aren't aware of their future white lighter status. They don't aware, they're not aware that they have white lighters watching them. Like witches, yes, witches know of the white lighters. At least they write kind of that so that they do. <laughs> um, but future white lighters usually are guided, you know, more passively. So I just think this is interesting. The page is like, yeah, you're a future white letter. I'm a white letter. I'm telling you what's up. It's like she's really direct about that. I don't know if this is like breaking any rules or maybe it's just something we haven't seen before. But Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're right. White letters used to not know they were going to be a white letter. Mm-hmm. This is why I need you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, keeping you informed of those things. So... Uh, yeah, so that's just a really interesting thing. And the way that this plays out, I just, I think we have something to talk about too uh, at the end. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, is it me? Yeah, you're the drama. Okay. <laughs> Seven. Uh-huh. <laughs> at Phoebe's condo, fucking Billy has come to visit. Fucking Billy is upset. She feels the Charmed Ones used her, which they kind of did. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's like, yeah, you just wanted me to do solve your problems and work for you. And that's, that was the point that Kunti Kriti was making, because, yeah, that's exactly what they were doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, as they talk, enter Piper. Fucking Billy isn't happy Piper is here. What is she doing here? I don't know. What is she doing here? Get out! <laughs> <laughs> enter Kunti Kriti. I'm like, this is like, I'm like, ooh, standoff. I was like, the drama. <laughs> Piper throws the Von Quishing potion, but Cunty Christie stops it with her mind. The sisters orb out, leaving Piper and Phoebe alone. Piper is more convinced than ever that they're bad. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is when I realized, like, I know I said it earlier, but here's where I actually put the note. Like, it's interesting that they're taking all the stuff from earlier this season and using it as an example of why the Charmed Ones are bad. And even made me, like, kind of think about it. Like, yeah, they've been selfish. But, like, how selfish is Piper really for wanting Leo back? I think out of the sisters, the most selfish would be Phoebe for wanting Mm -hmm. the baby. But, like, that's also practical. Right. I mean, it's something that typical a typical woman would want someone you know in their lifetime it's it's something that you know is not really a bad i think she got obsessive with it but it isn't a bad thing to want and that's something that billy says later she's like it's not wrong for wanting the things they want you know right and phoebe's what probably mid mid to late 30s at this point so Mm -hmm. yeah she's gotta get that baby out soon (laughs) yeah yeah all right Back at the manor, Paige brings Mikkel some tea. Mikkel wants something stronger. Paige ex- explains to Mikkel that she's destined for greatness. Mikkel tries to leave, but Paige won't let her go. Piper and Phoebe come home to the manor, arguing about the fucking Cunty sisters. As Paige tries to moderate, Mikkel gets up to leave. Piper freezes her. Phoebe realizes <laughs> that the sisters must see them as evil. She admits that they may have lost sight of the greater good. Piper isn't convinced. She still wants to vanquish them. 
And here, mm-hmm. at least, like, they're admitting it. Like, yeah, we kind of let things slide a little. Yeah, like, we've we've gotten lazy, we've gotten tire- <laughs> tired, you know. So, yeah, I mean, they they know they aren't perfect. And that's what's cool, too, because our, the best superheroes are the ones that aren't, like, Superman and, like, perfect Boy Scout. It's nice that they are flawed and they re- recognize their flaws. It's beautiful, really. <laughs> I love that you say that because I constantly argue with my coworker because he loves Superman and I love Spider-Man and we don't like <laughs> each other's hero. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Superman. I never liked Superman. I, I, I didn't get him. I didn't. I couldn't He's relate to boring. him at all. <laughs> yeah. And then after seeing that Justice League movie, I didn't see the, the, the redirected one. So I don't know. But before the new one, before the Justice League movie was fixed... I was so mad at it. I'm like, Superman appears and he just saves the day and nobody else matters. <laughs> yeah. I like that pissed me off. I'm like, this is a stupid movie. <laughs> yeah. So I've I should watch the liked... I should watch the director's cut. But Yeah, that's why I've always liked Batman, Spider Man, and the X Men. Because they have flaws. Mm-hmm. They're not perfect. They're not invincible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spider Man is my favorite. Favorite. Ooh, I can tell from all your uh, your outfits <laughs> you wear. <laughs> yeah. Um but going back to the Charmed here, um, I love what Paige says to Mikkel, too. That she's like, if you keep thinking you're gonna you're a nobody, you're actually going to be a nobody. And, like, attitude is reality. It's a very important notion. Like, whatever energy you put, you put out there is what you're going to get. It's very the craft, too. But it's, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, a, actually, it's a good thing that to hear. <laughs> yeah, Rachel True talks about that in her book um, from the craft. She played Rochelle. But she talks about how if you're constantly putting out in the universe, like, I suck or I'm broken or I'm fat or whatever the negative thinking is, then she she compares it to the universe will think that you're wishing for that and that mm-hmm. you'll just keep making it happen. So I really like to exactly, take on it. It's exactly, you know, whatever energy you put out there, like, that's the energy that, you know, it's going to be surrounding you. And that's because energy is power. Energy is magic. And so thoughts have power. And yeah, if you start having more affirmations and thinking better and thinking highly of yourself, that affects your whole life and, and what, you know, what opportunities come to you. So, oh, beautiful stuff. Oh. <laughs> All right. At magic school, fucking Billy uses, fucking Billy uses Piper wanting Leo back as an excuse for her throwing a potion at them. Fucking Billy admits that the potion wouldn't have killed them anyway. Cunty Christie offers to show fucking Billy what the triad showed her as proof the charmed ones are evil. I was so in it at this point. I was like, what did they show you? I must see. I must see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, things. Things. <laughs> Phoebe comes home to find a knocking noise behind her. It's Coop. He's been hovering in the ether waiting for her. Very uh, Edward Cullen, like just stalking her, basically. (laughs) She explains her talk with Piper didn't go well. Coop offers to listen. He tells her family love still counts as love and he can help since he's a Cupid. Phoebe asks Coop if she's selfish for wanting a life out of being a charmed one. He tells her no. The elders must have sent him for a reason to help her get there. Phoebe gets a call from fucking Billy and picks up. Yeah. 
So backtracking to the when they were talking, the sisters were talking, and they're go, going over about like what they're gonna do with Country Christy and fucking Billy and and how they would proceed. I just love that the sisters were at, at odds again because it allows us to rationalize all points of view. You know, it gives it lets us see both sides. So it was very smart of them to, them to do that. Um, it was. And here, Phoebe, yeah, and here Phoebe seriously thinking about if she is selfish is a very mature thing. She's like, yeah, you know, I should do some self-reflection and like think about what my actions have been like lately. And, you know, am I wrong in that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I feel like season eight is like Phoebe season. Like we've seen so much growth from her from going to like, I just need to get with someone fast to like, calm down, pump the brakes. What am I doing here? And kind of like looking at herself and planning for her future. Yeah. Yeah. And Coop giving a, he's a pretty good pep talk. I thought, I mean, he's been pretty dumb in a lot of ways, but the way he's, he responds to her as saying, it's like, I don't think it's wrong. You know, I think you, you, you know, you deserve some of the stuff that you deserve. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think the elders have anything to do with it. That bothers me anytime he talks about the elders. But, you know, I think he was still, I you know, I believed him. So so this is very much, we've talked about it a lot, but very much a superhero question too. Because Peter Parker's always trying to balance his normal life and his superhero life. And he's constantly giving up being Spider-Man. So where are you with this argument for Phoebe? Like if she should give up her magic or like, what do you mean? Wait, which one? Yeah, like, does she deserve, should she want to have a normal life outside of magic? Oh. <sighs> and this is this argument about wanting a normal life has come up numerous times throughout the series. And sometimes she was for it, but then they always come around to the point where, like, they don't want to get rid of it. Um, <sighs> it's... I think there's a come a point where you have to decide, you know, what's really important to you. And if you are capable of having the life you want in your current status quo. Uh, so she would really have to think about what her, what her life really wants to be. So like, does she want to keep helping people? Does she want to be able to protect her children or does she want to just, you know, live off in in a farm deserted somewhere from everything? (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, I guess there's, there's still time and place for it. And I don't think it's, you know, I think, you know, it's up to the person to decide. And I don't know right now at this point, I don't think it's, you know, not, it's, it's not a good idea <laughs> still. Yeah. I but, don't think it's selfish. But she's getting close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is interesting that she sees Piper raising two kids with Leo while still being a charmed one. And she's still like, no, I don't want any magic users. Right. I couldn't, I couldn't possibly do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe cause she is so uh, unconfident in her abilities as a wife and as a mother, because even though she has come around to accepting that she wants that, she's still unsure if she can handle it because, you know, still even just even getting married with Cole, 
um, was a big step for her because she's been always like that baby thing. So I think it's just part of her character evolution um, and something new that's a little bit scary for her. That's true. That's a very good point. So like she wants it, but she hasn't taken the steps to get there because there hasn't been like that catalyst to Mm -hmm. really show her that this can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me talk about things I didn't expect to talk about. This is cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. That's what I live for. (laughs) (laughs) To help unfortunate merfolk like yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Back at the manor, Piper calls for Sandra. (laughs) She asks her if the fucking country sisters are the ultimate evil that they'll have to face to get Leo back. Sandra says only the Angel of Destiny would know for sure. Pepper makes fun of her for pish-poshing around the up there. And Sandra says, okay, probably. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, well, she's like, okay, we think maybe it is them. Yes, fine. You you got me. You got it out of me. Happy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sandra says that since the demons couldn't vanquish the sisters, they set forth a plan to train strong witches to defeat the sisters. Eons ago, long before you were born even, long before the charmed ones existed, this was set in motion. I'm like, mm-hmm. Enter Paige. She announces that fucking Billy called. All right, so... <laughs> first of all, I'm like, stupid Sandra! Because <laughs> I don't like her, but... She was kind of helpful this time a little bit. She's like, okay, yeah, this is what we think. <laughs> so she wasn't as offensive this time. I, st- I still hate her. This is the last appearance of an elder, I believe. So, Oh. Of course, we're only three episodes from the end, so I guess it makes sense. <laughs> Are you at uh, least proud of me for remembering her name? Well, it's your mom's name, so of course you're <laughs> You're good. You're good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> I, I was... Yeah. I was frustrated with Sandra also. Like, just tell Piper. Like, this is her husband. Don't play games. Just fucking tell her. I know. She started off being that cunty, stupid elder bitch again. She's like, I'm a nice elder, but I'm I'm really a horrible elder. Like, yeah. like all the rest. <laughs> um, so I've never liked her. People always think, like, she's the nice one, but you need to look harder. Because she's <laughs> fake. She's a fake-ass bitch. Uh, <laughs> anyway... But yeah, then this thing, like, the plan made eons ago. And I'm like, you would think if that there if there would be a prophecy of charmed ones, if there was a prophecy of a power of three, that there would be a prophecy of an evil power of three long before then, too. Oh, oh yeah, we vanquished them already? We vanquished them already? Oh, all right, well, I guess the evil power of three is nothing. Weird. Yeah, Weird. Womp womp, I say. Womp womp. What a root missed opportunity. I'm still mad about it. I'm bitter about it, but whatever. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Stupid country sisters. Like, we made this plan. Mm. What? This doesn't make any sense, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I think they they set the prophecy back too far. Because I, I thought the same thing. Like, how would they have known? Like, I think they should have said that this, they only started this well, I guess they kidnapped Christy, what, 15 years ago? So it would have been before 15 years the show. ago. Yeah. Right. Okay, fine but charm. Still, but I don't know. It still seems still, like because, they should have tried first. Yes. Well, because the, they knew about the Charmed Ones 
since the 1600s. That's when she's like, the powerful, you know, that she prophesies this. So you would think that they would, Eva would have had a counter fight, like, around that time. Maybe in the 1700s, they would have came up with a, a plan. <laughs> Not yeah, like 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're way behind, evil. Sorry to tell you. Sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> like, now you come with a plan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> alright alright Paige and Piper go downstairs to find Phoebe already there fucking Billy booms burgers in and tells them she wants the truth she throws a potion that knocks the charm sisters out cunty Christie booms burgers in next <laughs> this was all her plan she wants fucking Billy to see what they truly care about while they sleep Mikkel comes in the room and sees the FC sisters. She flees the manor, the manor and runs right into Selick, who captures her. Oh, yeah. Very sad. Very sad. But we got <laughs> dreams. Dreams, I tell you. Dreams. Dreams. <laughs> the psyche. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's exciting. Um. But yeah, and this is this is Mikkel coming in is a really good thing for Billy to see because she's like, "Oh crap, they got an innocent. Oh man, I I can't like take her out now." So it, it gives you know Billy that catalyst to what happens later. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thirteen. Back inside the manor. Kanchi Christie explains that everything in the dream world has meaning. Everything is a manifestation of who they are. The sisters will know they're dreaming, so Kanchi Christie explains that fucking Billy will need to play the role of someone in their dream to blend in. Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Billy, red sparkle burgers into their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> They have like this thing called a dream crystal, which I wish they would have like explained it better or showed it more. But I guess it, the gist is there. So like I could go into the dreams with this. Where did they get the dream crystal? Nobody knows, but they got it. <laughs> yeah, they got it. And I wish they set this up a little bit better because my understanding would be like Billy is going to be in their dream as like penny or patty or someone you know like she has to disguise herself as someone in the dream not just flat mm-hmm. out be in their dream <laughs> yeah and she's like <laughs> they're at p3 she looks at me like hi oh i gotta run away they, oh shit she saw me i gotta run away yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, you're oh. really doing a bad job of this <laughs> i almost forgot i was gonna bring this up today i was reading comics at work as i do and I was reading Woman of Marvel, where they had a story about a witch. And you oh. want to know what her name was, Kevin? What? I thought this was too on the nose, not to be a reference. Her name was Patty Prue. <sighs> That's so cool. <laughs> it was just like a one-shot, like throwaway, like comic. Unless they use her in the future, I don't know. But yeah, it was kind of about her not fitting in and finding her people who are other witches. And then like one of the witches comes back and they all missed her and they all like her. So then Patty Prue feels like the outcast all of a sudden, but then she meets up with Scarlet Witch who like makes everything better. 
Oh, how beautiful. There's a cute story. You go, Patty Prue. You go, Patty Prue. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Sue. Whatever, I don't know. <laughs> All right. In the first dream, we see an oddly lit manor. Piper, Paige, and Phoebe come together to try to find out what happened to them. <laughs> Fucking Billy appears and they give chase. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Billy, I'm Billy. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they go through the front door, it turns out to be a portal. Phoebe ends up at the Bay Mirror. It is overrun by little girls. One calls her mommy. Coop calls her Phoebe under the moniker, Hey, baby. Baby. Like, hey, baby. Like, ew. Ew. Baby, what's up? Baby. 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 And like, then it's, but yeah, this is like little girls, little girls. Every, <laughs> every now and then I can, you know, that type of thing. Um. <laughs> I always call Alan baby, and then he pretends like he cries like a little baby. And I'm like, that's not, that's, no, <laughs> that's not sexy. <laughs> no. So this, this girl says, mommy. What do you want to do with me? <laughs> um, <laughs> we're we're working at the Bay Mirror for you. Child labor laws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elsewhere, Paige desperately... Tr- I don't know I'm talking like that. Paige desperately tries to use the phone. She calls for Piper and Phoebe and... Henry. Oh, Henry. <laughs> Night- Nightgown Paige. I called her... Ghosty cryptic page, but okay. Okay, I like yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Because it's just like, <laughs> it was very like a horror movie. Like, ah, I fl- <laughs> hey, Paige, I flirt over here. <laughs> I love that you said that because in my notes I put, this is so Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very creepy. Nightgown ghosty cryptic Paige appears and tells her she's not really looking for Henry. She leads Paige away. Mikkel appears. Yeah, so this is like a, this is like a test. She's like, like, do you follow yourself to your truth, or do you save your innocent? Mm. Uh, Paige tells Mikkel to hang on from while she crash while she chases Nightgown. Paige, ghosty. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> This Paige Piper thing again. <laughs> uh, ghosty cryptic nightgown page. Fucking Billy watches from the shadows. She's like, oh, she's choosing herself. How selfish is she? <laughs> so. Yeah, and just so all you Hollywags know, I trip Kevin up sometimes because I accidentally put the wrong sister's news a lot. <laughs> like one I know, week, like, I think it's a test. we had Paige talks to Paige. <laughs> what? but yeah this um actually i take it back this is probably the most selfish act of this episode because yeah she straight up just leaves mikhail to rot (laughs) right i mean she does she does intend to go help her like she says i I will come for you so she doesn't like completely blow her off but it is like in that moment you made the wrong choice you know yeah because you're Which, always going to have yourself. There always, there's going to be always going to be a, a way to go find your inner truth any other time. It's always going to be there. But this is the person that's outside of yourself that you might have to save now. <laughs> Which sets up kind of a weird thing for what happens later. But I'll talk about that more once we get there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Piper is at P3. Everyone is complaining to her that the band canceled. The bartender tells her to stop neglecting everything for Leo. Piper sees fucking Billy at the bar and grabs her. She wants answers. Piper demands to know what the problem is. Fucking Billy says Phoebe and pops burgers away. So she called herself to Phoebe. Yeah. And but this is in what this you pe- What? Go for it. Oh, 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 you mean the Billy at the bar? Yeah, Billy being just so not discreet. Like, she's just sitting there staring at Piper. She doesn't even try to, like, hide her anything. Right. No. <laughs> she, you could at least, like, talk to the people around you, like, I'm, I'm just part of the crowd. But no, she's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Piper, I'm watching you. <laughs> so, yeah. But I did appreciate in the back room, there was disturbed in the front and disturbed in the back. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even notice that. Disturbed, disturbed posters on both sides and both walls. I was like, I love me some disturbed. <laughs> it's so funny how you're such an eagle eye when it comes to Charmed, and I'm such an eagle eye when it comes to X-Men. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I guess because yeah, we both watched them so Yeah, we both watched them so many times that we're not watching the main action anymore. We're like, what else is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, 17. (laughs) The windows in the office steam up as Coop pins Phoebe against the wall. He wants to start a family with her. Upon realizing it's a dream, Phoebe pushes Coop away and makes a run for it. Fucking Billy watches the whole exchange as she strokes herself. (laughs) (laughs) This was a sexy scene. It was a sexy scene. Of course... Anytime Phoebe's in a sexy scene, it's automatically super sexy. Like, she knows how to sell it. And whenever she's with, like, a super hot guy, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm into this. Uh, <laughs> she's like, is it, Phoebe's like, isn't this against, like, the Cupid rules or something? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is this. weird that she's been concerned about that because she's already seen that, you know, the white letters and witches aren't supposed to be together, but they broke the rules just fine. So why are you even concerned about it? I don't know. Yeah, and this shouldn't even be a thing anymore. It's the first time Phoebe's shown attraction to Coop, right? Like officially, like you know, she always did. She's just denying it. This is time she's like, "I'm in my dream, so I can give into it. (laughs) No one will know. (laughs) (laughs) It's just harmless erotic fun." Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, going anywhere? Hmm. In the same alley as always, Paige runs towards nightgown cryptic dream. Ghosty cryptic. Yeah. All the words. (laughs) You can say all of them. (laughs) She catches up to find her floating cross-legged on sparkles. Nightgown cryptic dream Paige tells Paige that if she doesn't find herself, she'll always be lost. Nightgown makes a weird scream and Paige remembers (laughs) Mikkel and goes after her. All right. So... This is actually a power we've seen before. White letters do have this power. It's called hovering. Mm. This is the first time we see Paige do it. Granted, it is a dream page, but, you know, hovering with orbs under her. It's it's very beautiful. I, I love yeah. this. Uh, it might not be the first time we see this, but it is the first time we see it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, sorry, I mean, actually, it may not be the last time we see this, is what I meant. There you say. go. <laughs> it may not be the last time we see this, but it is the first time we've seen it. Um, I love the Quentin Tarantino thing. I knew you were going to bring that up. I noted that too. <laughs> because, you know, Rose McGowan has done some Quentin Tarantino movies shortly after this, or while this was happening. She was like actually like working double duty, I think, at this point. Um, but then after I read her book, she did, had not so nice things to say about Quentin Tarantino. So I'm like, oh, didn't age so well. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because this was 2006 and Planet Terror came out 2007. So you're right. This mm-hmm. is probably early on in the filming when she still didn't yeah. see a problem with him yet. <laughs> no, it, she was talking telling stories about while they were filming and, and while things were happening. And her and Robert, Quentin and Robert Rodriguez, although three of them, she's like, yeah, they're not very great people. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, Robert Rodriguez, too, isn't great? I guess. Yeah. Oh, I like him. Well, I like his movies. I don't really know much about him. Yeah. <laughs> but she did talk about, like, well, you know, Quentin Tarantino has, like, a big foot fetish. I don't know if you knew, yeah. knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so she talks about, like, yeah, he's all about my feet. And he, he told me, she's like, he told me about how he loved me and Jawbreaker and how he, like, jerked off to him. I'm like, ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why would you say that to her? Like, just awful stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, weirdness. And then I said, ghosty page scream creeps me out. <laughs> yeah, so I took it. Is that supposed to be like Mikkel screaming and it's coming out through Paige? That's a good, I didn't think about that. I mean, that's possible. Hmm. It was just so weird. She's like, like so, like yeah. casual. So, so, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm like doing the move for you. That people can't, her listening can't see me because I'm like it's kind of pointless. But you know, she's <laughs> put your head up and just like open her mouth. Obviously, not her voice, but it's just it's very odd. It's very uncanny valley and very creepy to me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Back at the Dream Manor, Phoebe enters to find Piper. They seem to both be real and not part of the dream. Piper is happy that Phoebe seems to finally be coming around that the fucking country sisters are evil. They surmise that they're in a dream and the fucking country sisters could have killed them if they wanted to. Phoebe explains that she doesn't want Coop, obviously. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. mm. (laughs) Okay, Phoebe. (laughs) Phoebe uses her psychology major, thanks to Piper reminding her that she was a psychology major, to say that they need to go deeper into their dreams in order order to find a a way out. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) On adventure. In order to find a way out. Yeah. I got it at the last second. Okay. Fucking Billy hears a noise and goes up the fake stairs to the attic. They're fake, Kevin. I'm so wounded. (laughs) I ruined you. (laughs) You did. You did. I do love, though, that, like, even Phoebe's psychology major is playing a part in this. This is definitely, like, her episode. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm almost wondering, like, why didn't Christy just kill them when they were knocked out? Probably because she knows... If she did that, like that violent right now, she probably would have lost Billy. 
because That's Billy true. still has, wasn't, hasn't been con- completely convinced. And Billy would have probably really turned on her then if she did that. Actually, yeah, that's a very good point because the reason she's doing everything is to get Billy back. So yeah, yeah, that would yeah just she's trying to she's trying to prove to Billy the point. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> I'm good. See, I'm good. They're bad. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to stop them. And so she she's waiting for it, things to like boil up just enough that she can justify killing them. But right now they're not at that that point. Okay. Fucking Billy finds Paige in the attic looking for a way out. Paige gets mad and tells Billy that if she doesn't let them out, Mikkel will die. Yes, Paige needs to find Mikkel. See, Paige is not selfish. She's going after her innocence. And if he, <laughs> Billy's like, oh yeah, I can help you. I have to, I have no choice. And then Country's Crazy is like, why is she awake? I say, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even in that part where uh, we were talking about where Paige leaves Mikkel, like, it's really not that bad when you think about it because Mikkel wasn't in immediate danger. She was just kind of, like, upset. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because white lighters do get a chance to get away from their charge and they come to them when they're called. So, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And... The book I'm reading now for Words of the Witches called Sweet Talking Demon. In that book, Leo is constantly like ignoring Piper and ignoring their anniversary to go help a charge. And they they um they've done that more when it's convenient to the story, like, but they do have other people that call them. And um so yeah, if some if they have a really needy charge and they're in very real danger. You know, sometimes the call is just that important. So, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, they're always juggling multiple charges at once. So how do you, you know, it's it's scary. It's a tricky thing. That's a good point. <laughs> Back at the real manor, Cunty Christie paces evilly. A red orby thing comes out of Paige. It's fucking Billy. She has allowed Paige to wake up to help Mikkel. Oh, yes. Paige orbs away to find Mikkel, but she's shot in the back with arrows by Salik. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It got real. It got real real quick. Like, this is dark even for charms. Like, we've never really seen a sister, like, harmed in this way. Yeah, and she's been shot by white white lighter arrows, by dark lighter arrows before, but... that was, you know, it was kind of like a battle that, you know, got them this way. This was very sudden. It was very quick and very unpredicted. And so that's what, it really gets you in the gut. Your heart wrenches you. Yeah. Back in the dream manner, Piper and Phoebe still try to go deeper to no avail. Alas, Inception hasn't come out yet, so there's no roadmap for this. <laughs> As Phoebe is trying to figure out her dream, she hears her daughter calling for her. She leaves Piper to look for her. She finds her daughter in the kitchen, clutching her arm. She fell while trying to get cookies. <laughs> Is that a gingerbread cookie? <laughs> <laughs> the little girl tells Phoebe that it's almost too late to have her, and Phoebe needs to get fucking. Speaking of fucking, fucking Billy watches from the corner. Mm. This is so much pressure for for, for Phoebe. <laughs> I know this little girl, she's, she's pulling a Chris, have me now. You're almost too late. You won't be able to have me. I'm like, oh, my God. 
Right. Like, is, is Phoebe just supposed to, like, go just start getting knocked up by every guy possible, hoping that it's her? Yeah, it's crazy. And because I know Phoebe's daughter names of sorts, I might, I have a, I have a opinion on who this name might be, but I'm not going to tell you, I suppose, because, uh, they don't tell you the names until the comics. I don't think so. Wow. Children's. So, okay. uh, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Fine. I don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> but we'll figure it out. We'll think we'll figure it out together later. Okay. <laughs> um, fucking Billy goes to the living room to check on Piper. She watches as Piper follows voices into the next room. An old man tells her that these are her grandkids. The old man be Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Piper and Leo embrace. Piper tells Leo she'll do whatever it takes to save him. And he, he tones, he whispers to her, he's like, save me. And something so simple, but I was, I was broken. I was crying at that point. I'm like, this scene. (laughs) (laughs) It's so simple and so easy, but it moves me so in such subtle ways. So I'm like, oh. Uh, Paige appears in ghostly form asking for help. Fucking Billy looks shamefully at the spell totem. Yeah, and this old man, I thought he actually looked like old Leo. It was like, touche charm, touche. <laughs> they do a good job. Yeah. They do a good job. So cute. This is so cute and so sad. Oh. And I do like that we're seeing Billy, like, slowly realize, like, yeah, the Charmed Ones are selfish, but not really. Like, they want things right, just like it, everybody else. Yeah, and that's why she comes out. She's like, yeah, this is not wrong. And then Country Christie is like, yes, but this is at the expense of the Charmed Ones. The Charmed Ones shouldn't have, like, now you're getting you're getting really cunty because it's like, yeah, they have a job to do. They can't protect innocence if they have their own desires true come true. I'm like, well, that's kind of a shitty thing to say, but I guess if that's what the argument you're going for. Yeah. <laughs> that's the hill you want to die on. <laughs> Back at yeah. the manor, Piper and Phoebe jolt awake. They notice Paige missing. The FC sisters watch as they go looking for Paige. Cunty Christie explains that they're evil. Fucking Billy isn't totally convinced, but she's convinced enough and agrees they need to stop the Charmed Ones. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we talked about. So there you go. Yep. Pretty self-explanatory <laughs> there. Back in the underworld, Paige is bleeding out on the floor. Salak plucks the arrows from her as he creepily feels her pulse. Piper and Phoebe Orbin somehow... <laughs> uh... Yeah. What did they do? I think they did the, um, they do a spell of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, they kind of, they did, they did like the call of lost witch spell, but they they said, they said, they, they told you that they didn't show it, but they told us what they were going to do. So they say call of lost witch spell, they reverse it to like channel the, the, uh, signal opposite to do the reverse. Have we ever seen them use that spell before? Oh, um, once or twice, once or twice. <laughs> oh, are we saying it now? <laughs> no, it's okay. Unless you want okay. to. Okay. No, because they didn't say it in the episode. 
They just okay. did it. So we're good. <laughs> but you know what's funny is when I quizzed you on that spell, you didn't get it last time. I'm sure you know it by heart now. <laughs> Probably not. I have a bad memory, apparently. Oh. Because <laughs> I, I was like, I, I think a- I... Go ahead. Oh, I, I feel like I have a good memory for some things, and for others, I just have, like, terrible memory. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. You know, it depends it Depends on what you're passionate about, I suppose. True. All right. So they orbit, they do the spell, and they get to her. Phoebe says they need a white lighter. Luckily, oh, yeah, because Paige is like, she's, like, be dying real bad now. She got shot by two arrows with poison. She's not lasting much longer. But um, luckily, Mikkel dies just in time. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, this was a very intense moment, too, because, you know, Paige is looking at Mikkel. Mikkel's looking at Paige, and they're both, like, dying. And then Paige watches the life of Mikkel go out. Oh, I can't imagine the guilt she must be feeling while she's dying. Uh, But then... Mikkel orbs in because she's a white lighter now and heals Paige. Good thing she was there to die. <laughs> Paige is healed. Mikkel is happy that her life had meaning and white lighter burgers away. <laughs> <laughs> so thoughts. So this is what I alluded to earlier. I found this so odd. Like this was supposed to be a happy moment and like, the fact that Paige was tested, like, does she help her charge or does she help herself? And she, quote unquote, failed because she helped herself. But then in the end, we find out, well, her charge was supposed to die to save her. Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird, like, mixed message to yeah. me. In the past, you had to, like, future white, the concept of future white letters was that they had to be guided passively and live to do the future good that will qualify them to become a white lighter. With this one, it seemed like it just happened way too fast. Like she didn't live to do the future good that she's supposed to do to qualify her to become a white lighter. Whereas, you know, like in Stephen Private Leo with Maria, you know, Leo had to like save this future white lighter, but she ended up dying before she qualified and ended up dying and not becoming a white lighter at all. So it feels like, you know, there's, you didn't do the work that you had to, that you normally would. That's very interesting. That's a very good point. Yeah, because Mikkel just kind of got to be a white lighter. And, like, we've seen so many other people become white lighters, and we never really hear from them again. Like JD and Kyle. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, they're making people white lighters willy-nilly instead of doing you know, the work like they they used to require white letters to or future white letters to do. Back at the manor, the sisters sip tea as they recover from the day. Phoebe argues that wanting a life outside of charmed ones doesn't selfish them make. Piper agrees that they aren't evil. Phoebe says what the others are thinking. It's time to stop the fucking cunty sisters. Arg. I went very pirate right there. Arg. Charmed. Charmed. <laughs> yeah, so they're all in it now. They know what they have to do. Yeah, so this was this was them, you know, kind of playing the selfishness again and like they they 
they do give themselves the freedom to want things. You know, they realize that, you know, it's not wrong. And, you know, I think they, they are aware of their misgivings and the, the, when they weren't paying attention to things, they should have been paying attention or helping people they should have helped. They're aware that they got lazy, which I like that they're self-aware about that, but they also, you know, it's pretty much balanced. So they, they realize that that's the key to life is having the balance and you know they can like, they can have things and still do their jobs. Well, and I think it's <laughs> been a very reminded. real depiction of them with their powers because like, if you're so gung-ho on something this whole time, like, yeah, you're going to quote-unquote lose your way. I, I feel like they didn't really lose their way too much. They did use their powers a little selfishly here and there, but, like, they're not bad people. They don't deserve to die for, like, no. taking their eye off the ball here and there. Right. So that's what I'm like. You're a little too trigger-happy, Christy. This is not a – this is not – while your points are valid, it's not a good enough reason to kill them. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's nothing a little, like, uh, therapy can't fix. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this this whole selfish thing, I would say put a pin in it because it's not quite over yet. This is the only thing that Cutty Christie has in her favor, her only argument that she's got going, so she's going to milk that. So, um, Yeah. Um, with the notes, I, we went over, well, there's nothing really interesting in the notes. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I'll say the one thing, no, that's not even interesting. I guess this is the last episode to feature P3. Um, last episode of an elder. We talked about that. Um, and then we t- they talk about how this is similar to when Phoebe met herself in her astral premonition, very self-reflective with Paige and herself and her enlightenment. Uh, that's about it for interesting notes. So worth the wait. I thought this was such a compelling episode. Like we finally got Christie's motive. We're finally seeing Billy like use her brain and like be torn between the sisters, which she called her family, and Christy, which is her actual family. So I kind of didn't know I needed this episode, but I did. It was so good. Yeah. It kind of fixed all of the problems that we had with the last episode. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so we're back on, you know, our, our good times with the show. <laughs> good times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a really good episode. I always like that, you know, it's a very self-reflective kind of episode. I think it's important to kind of look at, you know, where you've been and what the future holds and how people perceive you. Um, so it, it was just, it was, it's, uh, it's just really nice and really important and very powerful stuff. So, you know, and really good drama and really good scares, you know, and, you know, very high stakes, I would say. So, Yeah. It's a great episode. Yeah, I agree. All right, then, Kevin, that brings us to everybody's favorite game. It's time to play everybody's favorite game. Fuck, Mary Fuck, Mary Kill. Fuck, yeah, that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, how about Elderly Leo, played by Gordon Wells? (laughs) 
Oh, such a sweet little man. He made me cry, but I, I don't really want to fuck him now. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Elderly maybe. Leo. Yeah. Not my cup of Save tea. Save you for paper. Yeah. <laughs> How about Sid, played by Matthew Skolon? <laughs> so play nice. <laughs> uh, um, that was the dark letter with the bows. Yeah, the bow wielding demon. <laughs> the bow wielding demon, as you so put so eloquently. Um, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was cute, but like not as cute as my list. Right, right. Like he's not bad. Yeah. How about Salk, played by Peter Wingfield? Oh, Salk. I, I kind of liked his, like, regality. You know, he felt very, like, I'm a chama. Um, <laughs> but I think he's not as good as the list that I have, so I'm going to kill him. I, do, I, th- I think there's a certain appeal with him, but just not good enough for the list. Okay. And how about Mikkel, played by Sarah Downing? Well, you didn't say yours. Oh, I don't keep him. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Mikkel, you know, she kind of reminded me of like, I feel like Paige probably saw a lot of herself in her, like her her college days, her high school days, um, because she was kind of that little rebel and she's like the dark hair <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. I, th- I, I would like her as a friend, but I wouldn't know if I would be particularly attracted to her either. Okay. That's fair. So I would kill her too. I, I thought she was very attractive. And for what you just said, she did remind me of Paige. So I'm actually going to put her above Billy Jenkins oh. on my Mary list. Okay. There you go. So that gets rid of JD Williams. And that makes Mikkel number eight on my list. Wow. And that puts Piper at danger of getting kicked off. <laughs> oh my gosh, we, have, we only have three episodes left. What are we going to do? I know. Kevin. What? It's game time. And I decided to go well, with something very simple. Okay. So this, I call this the Inception game. You've probably played this something like this before. So what we're going to do is I want you to give me a witch's name. And whatever the last letter is, then I have to start the new witch with that letter. And then we keep chaining off of uh, each other until we get to eight. So we do four each. It's like what they do in the old Scrooge movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like the capitals catch us up, catch whatever. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I can't remember the exact words, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so, okay. So I have to say a witch and then we have to continue on. Yeah. Okay. Zelda. Zelda. Okay. So an A name. Of course, now I can't think of anybody. I, I know. I have one. Uh, 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 Alvis Dumbledore. Um, all right. So Dumbledore. Let's see. That's an E. Uh... Uh, Elvira. Oh, yeah. Good one. I love her. <laughs> yeah. Which gives me another A name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I'm going to say Agatha Harkness. <laughs> okay. So do I, so I do the last name then, not the, Har- the Harkness part. Not yeah, the so you'll Harkness. be an S. Okay. Sabrina. Another A. <laughs> Amos Diggory from Harry Potter. Uh, why? Okay. Um, Isma. I knew it. Oh wait, that sets me up with an A again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you all the A's. <laughs> How about Aggie from Paranorman? Aggie. Aggie Prendergast. Yay! Yay, we, we did, did it. it. Cool. So we did it. Okay. Thank you for playing that silly game with me, Kevin. Silly game. It was puzzling me. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so the next episode is called Gone with the Witches. Okay. So I'm Gone thinking this wind. is... Gone with the wind. I'm thinking this is going to be like a big showdowny episode. So I wonder if like something's going to happen where like the fucking cunty Christie sisters like lose their powers, or maybe like the charmed ones sacrifice magic to stop them. But I don't know. I'm excited. Mm, it's mm, uh, I enjoy all the episodes going forward, but there's only three left, so I guess that's not saying much. But yeah, I, I think we we end really strongly. So. Okay, good. That's, that gives me hope. <laughs> yes, yes. Where can people find you? Okay, well, you can find me at KGZ87 or my other podcast, Words of the Witches, where, you know, books are happening. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And you can find me on Once Upon a Cult, Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, or Solving for X, where we just talked about the final decision, the last episode of season one, which was so fun. So fun. <laughs> and, oh yeah, and that one, there's a we made a charm reference. We called it, I'm calling him Proverine. Proverine. <laughs> yes, you are. Honey. Because we, 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 compa- <laughs> we compare Wolverine to Prue. So if you're a Charmed fan... You might appreciate that if you go to Solving for X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, we, I was surprised at how much we got out of just watching one episode. We had a lot of discussions, which was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, Hollywags, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Arg. Arg. <laughs>